my eyes hurt. But Love Talk Radio. And your eyes hurt. That's not a good. Well, I'm like, well, that's thirty seconds. I don't. You gotta go on this test. Oh, yeah, this thing is. is we're on that. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we're going to be doing uh, Prometheus, reviewing Prometheus. We just saw it. Yeah. And uh, what we what we have decided in our very brief time that we have to decide things is that uh, we're actually going to do this a little differently because we're going to give, like, a very short, I guess, open for anybody review kind of like thing, an assessment, and, yeah. and give a just a really quick reaction because there's no way to get very far into this movie without being very spoilery and everything. So at a certain point, not too far from now, we're just going to have to kind of lay down the law on this is going to spoil things because right. I don't know how we'd talk about it, really, without everything we say might spoil something. Or There's, there's a lot we have to talk about, basically, that concerns the end of the film. And, you know, that's it's not necessarily these great big reveals, but in order to make sense of why we feel the way we do about the movie, we've got to really focus on that. And if you want to see it before you know what happens, then... Right. You're going to have to disengage a little. And uh, we're also going to be referencing an article that I read before seeing the movie, which I'm going to have a link to this when the blog post goes up. Um, It's an article by Josh Tyler, who is the owner, chief, head honcho, whatever, at cinemablend.com, where I, I wrote for a while. And I really, li- I really like his reviews anyway. Um, but he wrote this other weird article on kind of the other sub-site or whatever that compares this movie to something else. And I don't even think we'll get into that until later, but, yeah. but, but that will be coming. So um, before we jump right into it, you know, the chat room is open. Get, get in right. on the chat. I, I would love to hear from somebody after we kind of declare our spoilerness, right? Anyone who wanted to call in, I'd really love to hear some impressions from people. And I also do want to mention I, I don't want to forget to talk about Rotten Tomatoes because right now that now that we've seen it, I think it really is kind of a perfect example for that. Yeah. So um, the initial part of Prometheus, the, the thing that I kind of want to say to kick off is. If you can really let a movie just go kind of crazy and be almost like, I almost kind of want to say Aliens or Aliens 2 or 3 or Predator (laughs) something, I don't know. Uh, Just because, you know, it's Ridley Scott, so now I have these sort of things on my brain, but where, and uh, I have to be careful because I know lots of people love all the aliens movies and think they're the greatest things ever, but um, like you don't, <laughs> I don't think they're the greatest things ever. I think they're fun, but if you can really get into a movie that you kind of just, you know, just let it do its somewhat goofy thing sometimes. I mean, there's, there's something I think to the alien, the whole world 
where there are moments where it's a little it, it's kind of horror-y, you know, and you kind of have to let that be what it is, you know, and when the person right. goes into the room that they shouldn't or keeps staring at the alien life form that they shouldn't do, you have to let those things go, I think. So right. so it kind of to me is probably bad thing for horror fans too i mean you have to kind of take your expectations down, down a, couple, a, yeah. a, a couple of notches when you know the girl won't stay in the room right and, uh, you know whatever horror movie type things right so now that i've you know pissed off alien fans they had horror <laughs> fans they had everything yeah I, I think if you can just kind of let the movie go and really kind of not pay too much attention to the stuff that it's trying to say and just have fun with it. Yeah. It, you know, you'll probably have a pretty good time. It's, it, it, it's okay. I think you have to really, maybe if you can, you know, distance yourself from all the crap it's trying to shove down your throat. That was a good pun. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I think there are a lot of people who will, Enjoy it. it. Aliens is, is a huge is what franchise. Is, is what yeah. I'm saying, it, it's right? got a huge franchise, and their fans are very, very loyal to it. Even when it deviates and picks up the predators and stuff. So you're right. Yeah. E- even when if this you're is a fan only of alien, very tangentially right? related. If, if you're a fan of alien, aliens, the alien franchise, or just a fan of these kind of space odyssey films, you're probably going to really dig right. this movie. Right. Yeah. Or if if you if you imagine that, uh, like I said, as we were leaving the theater, if you can imagine like kind of an '80s. Yeah, B movie, but with a huge budget and uh, yeah. a, a little bit more to it, maybe. And and I don't know if that would you would like that. You will like this, I, I guess. <laughs> if, you like, if you like this, you'll I, like. I just that. think right. I don't. I don't want to start out and just say you know this movie's completely horrible. I'm eventually going to say this movie's completely <laughs> horrible, but I don't want to start out and say this right. movie's completely horrible because as far as like a recommendation kind of thing goes. I think there are a lot of people who will like it. I don't think there are a lot of people who will go, this is awesome. Right. And fall in love with it and be, you know, getting their, like they have next to their alien poster on their wall, they're going to go, aha, Prometheus. You know, like it's going to take over and be the greatest thing. But I think they'll like it. And I, I think a lot of people will probably not leave the theater you know, basically like in disgust, like you did. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I just want to be clear on my rating versus giving people some kind of recommendation of what they will expect. Mm-hmm. So, in as much as we can talk about the movie without spoiling things and getting to that, I'm a little on the fence about exactly where to put my rating on this, though. It, it has kind of some fun elements. I actually do think that it's directed well. It's just that what, what this it's is directing right. is a little goofy. So this is another <clears throat> example of kind of, of directing. Because I think the directing is actually good. I, I can see this is an interesting thing we were talking about before the film started, which was... Um, it had a couple screenwriters, Damon Lindelhoff being the more famous of the two, and right. he was the last one to put his hands on it. And he apparently was in vibe with Ridley Scott's vision or convinced Ridley that this would be the interesting way to go. Because right. it's, it is, I think, one way or the other, this is kind of a neutral way to describe it. It is a, it is a cerebral science fiction film. It is designed to 
not necessarily go for the scares, although there could be potentially ones there for you, but it's really set up to be a, a thinking process. And it depends on whether or not you like your sci-fi films with a lot of thought, a lot of questions, not many answers. I mean, these are the ways you're going to go. But like what we were saying earlier, really like if the movie is not good, you'll be able to tell, I think, whether it was the direction or the writing. And I'm, I didn't have too many problems and again, you made a very good point too. You're like, well, it still goes on Ridley Scott one way or the other because he's right. the guy that was he's he's the man with the main name on the marquee, not as a star, but as the director and the one involved who could greenlight anything he wanted. Right. And, so and certainly it, it is it, overall it, going to be him. But a lot of the problems with the movie are not the direction, and it's not the cast. No, it's, and it's just because I say that. Uh, I think it's directed well. That doesn't mean that Ridley Scott is off the hook. Either. No, certainly not. Because he's, he's still in trouble. And, and he's still on the hook for a lot of things. But he did not write the script. He right. just thought it was interesting to him. And for that, there's a there's a degree, there is a faction of forgiveness there. Because yeah. if he wants to, he doesn't. He famously said when the first script came in, and it was too close to Alien. This is being billed as. This is being quietly billed as a prequel to the Alien franchise, and right. it kind of is, but m the majority of it is not. And he famously said, well, not famously, he recently said, excuse me, that he just didn't want to do the facehugger and the chestbursters. Right. Um, and that's when, that's when he put the script out, and someone else came back with another idea, and it clearly engaged him, and that's what he went with. So, like you say, still he's on the hook, but yeah. he's he's not the guy that wrote it. I think I, I think in terms of where the movie ends up, and maybe this will be like why it's partially negative to him. Maybe I mm -hmm. don't know. Uh, like the parts of this movie that I think are really goofy and are the problem with the movie, even. A lot of the problem is just where it goes in the end, and you know I don't want to start treading on other parts right now. But right. a lot of the, the the parts that are goofy, it's like aliens, but it's like gone wrong, or like something like that. It's really just weird. There are parts that are kind of good, and a lot of the parts that are trying to be good, it's almost like you know they feel like Solaris or something, like mm -hmm. like we're in this you know, very remote place, you don't really get that feeling that much yeah. somehow. But but it's like this movie, it, it's like really what this movie should have been trying to be is a lot more like Solaris. Like somebody had that in their in their mind, something that seemed more like that. And yet they just got stuck in the fact that we want to be horror and scary about it too. Right. And it just didn't, didn't work. It, it just didn't work. Yeah. But it doesn't work for far more reasons than that. It's, it's not. <laughs> right. It's not like that. If only we yeah. could tweak something here and there and right. make it be a little different, it would be fine because right. it's got a whole other problems. But so just to get kind of, I guess, to move on because we got to get to spoiling things. Really, it it it's crazy. But like I said, I'm a little bit on the fence of where I feel like my actual star rating should be. Because there's, do we just lose the phone? I don't know.
Okay, so I think I'm I think I'm back on. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> there's our next technical difficulty. I, I don't know. If, it won't make any difference at this point. You just I'm just gonna have to have you call in again, okay. which did not work. And I don't know what's wrong with that phone, but I'm just gonna have to get new phones. I don't know. I, I have no idea why I did it this time. Before I did. Now, okay, hold on. Let me call you in here. That that was a that was a real great break. I was right on the verge of saying something incredibly interesting too. <laughs> um, but what I was saying, uh, Shay, I'll be back in in just a second. But what I what I was saying is that I'm I'm kind of stuck with uh, where to put my rating because there's part of me that walked out of the theater, you know, that wants it to be less than zero. There, you're there. Is that you? You're there. Okay. Okay. Now you're back. But now it's going to be all our our, our non-perfect technology. Anyway. Horrible, right there. So anyway, like I was saying, you know, if this is instant reaction review, right? Instantly, when I walked out of the theater, there's there's a big part of me that that wants my rating to be like less than zero. I mean, yeah. zero maybe, <laughs> if if I be generous, and yeah. I don't even know where to go with that, but. It, you know, give me a couple of minutes, and maybe it's more like a half or one or or somewhere like there. But I really don't know where to where I'm going to land on that. So I can't I can't really give a a good star rating right now. I think because there are some positive qualities about the film in a way, but I don't feel like I care about any of them. Yeah. They don't do anything for yeah. me at all. So okay, in the in the non-spoilery version, which we'll try to get uh, past really quick, what are you giving the movie? What do you what do you what can you tell us about the movie without spoiling anything? Because it's hard. It is it, hard. It, it, it's, it's, it's hard to get anywhere. Well, there are there are a few things you can you can certainly go down the route, um, which is that it's a very peculiar film. You don't often see these in terms of prequels or you know sequels. Um, prequels in the last decade have become the new sequel. Everyone loves rebooting and going backwards. Well, I think, I think actually, even though there is this sort of prequel thing, and there is some sense in which it 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 really is kind of a prequel. Yeah. I, I think that's that's really fake. It's, it's, well, it's, it's an interesting it's not hook. prequel. It's anything. an interesting hook to get people um, that may not have have been as engaged with it, which is weird because the kind of genre that the fans of the franchise of aliens are going to go see anyway. Right. And if Ridley Scott is directing a space film and it looks like this, they're going to go see that too because he's right. the guy that did aliens. It, so it does, it have I don't know why. It, it may have been this annoying thing um, that has been attached to the film and they couldn't shake. And they, and they didn't see that there was a downside to it because really there's no reason to blow and say anymore that it's a prequel, even though, again, loosely it, it is. Right. But I'm saying all that by way of saying that some of the things to say about the film is that even though it's tried to distance itself from being the Alien franchise, a lot of the suspense in the film works only if you know the franchise. The H.R. Geiger design right. of the aliens is present in all kinds of things once they get to where they're going. And if you don't know that yeah. franchise, you're not technically afraid of a thing because you know that it's just like, oh, weird looking. Right. Weird for the sake of being weird. But if you know that the exoskeleton, dripping, wet, cavernous look is indicative of 
like a hive, and you know they're going into the belly of the creature, and you're you're fearful for them. So in a way, it depends very much on being attached to the franchise, just as much as it says, well, we're really not. That's why this is a very interesting film in some regards to think about. Um, My initial feeling, again, we literally, when we started the show, we we had a 20-minute break. We walked out of the theater. I had enough time to go get a drink and come back, and now we're on the air. Um, Well, one of us is. And uh, the, the thing for me that's really bizarre is this film and I've been thinking about it since I drove over, is not getting any further than two stars. And that's because I'm in a great mood. I think the movie is probably one and a half at the most. And it's part, in part because it's it's becoming more fun to think about. Not, not that a movie should be gauged on whether or not you think about it long afterwards. But this is there's a lot of things to talk about and to consider based on the story, even though I find a huge number of problems with the story. It's the kind of thing that if we were going out to get, you know, a bite to eat afterwards, we would spend the whole meal talking about this film. And that would be fun for me because I love right. about movies. Despite the fact that we would be talking negatively, negatively about it. It's at least bad in a good way. It's bad in a way that facilitates conversation. And amongst people like like you, you know, and, and presumably the, the listeners um, and those that read the blog, it, if you love movies, you usually love talking about movies. Right. And I, for me, I'm, I'm teetering between one and one and a half stars. And I think I would probably give it one and a half because visually it's interesting, thematically it's interesting. It's just not interesting in its story. I didn't care about anyone. At any time, and and I am a horrible judge of this. This this stems back to even when we were seeing the Cabin in the Woods or or any of the films that are going to follow that genre. I don't scare easily. And that's because I grew up watching horror films. Like I've become desensitized to things that are scary, and the, I can see most things coming right. ahead of time. This was this was a fairly predictable movie that didn't have any scares. And and even though I'm not a good gauge for that, I didn't see anyone in our audience scared. Oh, no. no there were a couple I times didn't think where so there, were, there were alien um, encounters, and afterwards people kind of giggled a little because it was a little gross, but nobody no, nobody was startled. No. There was nothing like that. No, not only that, but uh, without spoiling anything, there's... Because um, <clears throat> uh, I'll spoil the same thing in a little while, I guess, but I, d- I do want... This is, I think, an interesting part to get out to everyone who's maybe not going to shut off Right. Whatever. There's there's the one scene that's gory and creepy or whatever. Um, that isn't really scary. That I I talked about it first earlier as mm-hmm. saying I, I could hardly keep from laughing. Right. Really. Right. And in that scene, I thought the audience was very strange because you did hear like some noises, but they were more like. Why do I have to watch that noises right. instead right. of it's not it's not scary? I don't think it was doing anything like what it was trying to do yeah. to the audience because I think you know maybe not anyone else in the audience was about to start laughing like I was, but but they were just kind of going, huh? Yeah. Why 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 am I here? You know, and that I, I think you know, that probably translates awesome. into a lot of the movie actually yeah. that kind of reaction. Well, I guess, it, it, you know, so we can get to the spoiler stuff. Uh, um, 
I'm feeling all right with giving it one and a half. I mean, it's it's certainly below average. It was right. disappointing, and it's got a ton of problems for me. But there were were some interesting parts. It starts interestingly enough, and I think even the first forty minutes. Yeah, it does not start too bad. No, it's it's okay. Well, the very first thing is very bizarre, but then once yeah. it starts proceeding with the, the human storyline, it's not that bad, and it's kind of cu- it's kind of a curious, fun thing because I am a fan of the of the Alien franchise right. um, to see it. Um, but it, its faults cannot overcome, you know, themselves, and they detract it. And in a lot of ways, just the nature of this film is negative for me. So I'm I'm one and a half. For me, okay. I and think because again, I'm in a very good mood about it. Right. I could easily see on a if this was a rainy, dreary day, I <laughs> that would have easily been right. a hot start at most. Right. I mean, it's just it it caught me on a good day. Okay. So now here's here's the nature of the show we do because uh, what's your rating? You're still fast. I, I already said. I think I think I am really okay. All right. I really just, you know, I don't know what to do with it yet. And it's the kind of movie where if I'm going to solidify my rating like I have to, like I actually have to before the end of the night, right? Right. Um, If I have to do that, this one I think I really kind of have to think about where I want that to go. And and I have to process the movie a little bit more than – I'm going to say it's going to be somewhere in the range of a half to – Maybe one and a half. I yeah. don't think I'll go as high as one and a half. I, I don't really f- see myself leaning in that direction. But it's like a half, one star, maybe one and a half. Well, but and it's, just, yeah, it, it's that area. Five stars, each star should be 20 points if you're thinking of a scale of one to 100. And if I'm giving it one and a half, that's basically 30 out of 100. Right. That sounds about right to me. You know, I, I, don't, I didn't think it was zero. I didn't think it was 20. It's certainly not 40. You know, so somewhere in that in that range. So, right. Okay, so um, like I was saying, this is the nature of this show. Is that you know, I thought maybe for like ten minutes we'd <laughs> we'd talk about the movie. It's already been you know getting uh, it's more than twenty minutes. Over. Well, we did have a glitch, so maybe that ate I into think it. Interesting. I think the clock stopped when I said held. Um, right. I don't, I don't have any idea what's going on with that. But, you know, the technical side of this thing is whatever it is. So we are now at the point where, um, We're gonna start you, know, at, you know, at some point in the future, maybe there will be a whole other technical side to things, and yeah. who knows. But anyway, um, th- we're, we're at the point, you know, put the mask on now. It, right. If you don't want this movie to be spoiled, and here's the, other, here's the thing that I think is funny about the movie being spoiled, is that we made mention of the fact last week that we tried desperately not to yeah. see any trailers because we heard that the trailers give the whole movie away. Right. So I don't know. Will we? It, do you really need to worry about whether or not we spoil it? Because maybe you've seen that trailer. I still haven't seen any other trailers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. Uh, which I'll go back and watch them now, now that I know what's going on, right, and go, does that really spoil it? Right. And then that'll be an interesting thing maybe to right. like touch on next week after we get a chance to do right. that. How much did it give away? But so – uh, if you don't want the movie to be spoiled or worry about what we're going to talk about, then this is the time to tune out, I guess. So that's uh, all the warning. We'll see you next week. But yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm not even sure what we're doing next week. Actually, we may not even do anything next week. Really? Uh, I, I may have timing problems next oh. week. So um, I think I think what comes out next week is the Tom Cruise 
uh, Rock, Rock. Ages, that's my boy, and the woman in the fifth. Right. I mean, then clearly that would be Rock of Ages, I think, because right. I, I don't want to see that's my boy anyway. So um, that, that's maybe just a good general note to make about this show, actually, is that it's it's driven by me, and I have to see everything, and Shane does not really have to see everything. I have to see most everything that comes out in the theater, but that's not what I'm going to do here. Uh, I really don't want to see anything here that I really desperately don't want to see and then have to review it, Right. which does not mean that we're not going to see bad movies because right. I mean we've seen a lot we've seen a lot of movies that you know would maybe not be my first pick of the year or anything like that but yeah, the pick of the week but the difference the is you know things that I really have no interest in yeah. is unlikely to be what we're going to see so you're stuck with that as far as what <laughs> as far as what happens on the show okay so the one thing that I I did want to get a couple of things out as we start to spoil the movie, I guess. Yeah. But the one thing that I, I wanted to mention, which is not necessarily a, any kind of spoil, but it, this strikes me as a good example movie, just as something for people to think about, I guess, that uh, exposes the flaw in Rotten Tomatoes and, and the freshness rating. Because... This movie is sitting at like 75% fresh or something like that. Even among like top critics, it, you know, the I think that designation is weird that they have the top critic and then the right. everybody else and whatever. Um, but even from the top critics, this is like 75% fresh, and I think that's very misleading in the case of this movie. I obviously haven't read every single review and know what they're like, right. but I would be very surprised if all of those freshes weren't three stars. Fine. Because as the freshness rating comes in, if you rate it if you rate it three or higher, you're fresh, and that's it. There's only fresh and not fresh. Yep. And now, if you get every everybody rating this movie three stars, or seventy five percent of the people, right. if, they, if it's all three stars, you kind of assume when you see that really high rating that that means you're getting something more out of it. That yeah. more people like it more than three stars. <laughs> you, you don't. The the thing that's funny about Rotten Tomatoes is it's like people go there, as far as the freshness rating is concerned anyway, people go there because they want to go, I want tons of information in one little thing, right? right? And I just want, right now, I just want to know what's the general pulse of the movie, right? And that's not what you're getting when you see this movie has a 75% freshness rating. Somehow people... It's hard not to think that the higher the freshness rating, the better right. the movie is. Right. It, yeah. And it's not. It's just the most – if everyone rated it three stars, it would be 100% fresh. And that yeah. gives you a very skewed idea yep. about the movie. And I just would really be surprised if there was any large percentage of people that were rating this movie over three stars. Especially – much over three stars at best. I mean, so anyway, I just did want to point that out. And then the other, the other thing to kind of have some order in how we're going to spoil this movie, um, that article that I talked about previously uh, compares the movie to Star Trek V. And so I had that going into the movie, and, and I was. 
I was not going to give it to Shade at one oh, point. God. And finally Shade said, ah, never mind, yeah. give it to me. And, and basically, it was funny. I, I thought there might be a chance, even that he didn't, you know, he hadn't seen Star Trek Five, maybe, and no. maybe, maybe it wouldn't ruin anything. No. But uh, it really is. It really, it really has a lot in common with Star Trek Five. I'll, I'll take the biblical side of things. You take the Star Trek Five side of things. No, I mean, there's not that much to say. It's just, it, it's just that it really does look a lot, and it, one of the kind of special asterisks by that note is that uh, Lindelof's been writing the next Star Trek movie. Right. One would think he's clearly, you know, refreshing his recollection on lots of other Star Trek movies. Uh, right? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, you would think if you, you get the job writing the next Star Trek movie, you're going to go, now what's happened in all those movies? Let right. me make sure I know all the plot lines right. of what's gone on. Yeah. And And now here he comes with this movie is just Star Trek Five. Like. Well, if this is any, if this is any indication of what the Star Trek writing can be, then you would assume that Lindelof had maybe checked out if he didn't remember them. You know, anyway, all the Alien films, and this is what he came up with. Right. Star Trek's in a lot of trouble. Right. And, well, you know, the first one, uh, plot-wise, uh, uh, I didn't love. Which anyway, Star the, the Star the Trek, the Star Trek reboot yeah, re again. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, now, here's that's actually probably somehow it came up as a kind of interesting point to, you know, talk about that movie for a second. Just because similarly kind of goofy overall plot, I think, maybe not quite as No, the plot's horrible. Wild. Absolutely, absolutely horrible. But I had fun at that movie. This, this I was okay. I was okay watching that movie. I didn't love it or anything. Um, I think I gave it a pretty high rating just because I I thought um, it worked for what it was, and it was so much less serious about itself than this movie. Even if the plot was bad, it wasn't. It, it wasn't acting like it was reinventing the wheel at you. Like this one, this one preaches at you like, yeah. like it thinks it's the Matrix, but it's the second Matrix movie or the third <laughs> Matrix movie or yeah. whatever. You know, it, it thinks it's, it thinks it's got something to say. Yeah, but it's. It's babbling complete nonsense. Okay, so anyway, but I did just want I did just want to make sure that we made that connection. I didn't want to talk about that article and then never actually right. get back to benching. And you know the way this goes, we'll be miles gone and completely right. lose that out of our mind. So the movie that is in question there, and like I said, I'm going to put a link to that so you can you can see what happened with that. But it is Star Trek Five. And so if you know Star Trek V, I mean, I could have already ruined everything about the movie right now if you know Star Trek V really well. Yeah. The movie turns out to be uh, about the quest to find God or... Or our maker. Or, or right, our right. whatever it is we're calling God, sort of. Right. Our, whoever is responsible for us being on Earth. And we start off with the excavation of some cave in Scotland that has this 35,000-year-old cave painting of yeah. whatever it is that turns out to be exactly the same as lots of other 
you know, things that have been found in completely remote parts of the world that they couldn't have communicated with each other at that time, and they're all showing the same star system, and, right. you know, yada, yada, we go to the planet to try and find the people who are responsible for us being here, the, a.k.a. God, right. <laughs> or find whatever we're finding, some people who are part of making this happen, think we're going to find God or we're going to find, you know, who knows, whatever. Answer. And following along the Star Trek five lines, there are uh, problems with the crew being, uh, I, I, I don't know, I guess honest and above board about what's going on and whether or not they have secret schemes or something like that. Yeah. And, then we do find God, and he turns out to be a bad guy, and well, kind of hilarity ensues. I don't we, know. We, I mean, <laughs> you could you could hilarious. probably interpret we, whether we, or not he's we, a good guy. This or bad part guy. of the film a little different, but yeah, they they get what they want, and they find what they want isn't really what they wanted. Right. Which is actually uh, um, it's <laughs> it's funny because if you if you spell out the plot. Then it seems horribly similar to, I think, one of the all-time dumbest movies. A lot more closely related to it than you'd want to be. But if you just if you just spell it out like that, you right. know that it's uh, they go searching for something and they find it, and then they find out that that's not at all what they were looking for. Then that's actually just every movie, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. You can break it down into that. But it's also you know it, it's also the motif of be careful what you wish for. You know, in any film like this, which is backed when when science is backed by corporations, there's always a profit margin right. for the discovery, and that fuels the the pursuit of that. You know, you have, Except have it that at least turns out to be a different kind of profit margin right. that the company is yeah. after. So that's right. at least not you know. Well, there are parts of boring there are parts and of this film that will remind um, people that have seen James Cameron's sequel, Aliens, where when Paul Reiser is basically conspiring to bring uh, a xenophobe back through any means, and he decides to have them impregnate you know, right. some of the characters, he realizes that this is the only way to get it done. And you, you are reminded, if you don't already know, the corporation, you know, science, right. the, the delineation here is that science is good because science is after fact, and corporations are bad because they're only after money. They're often intertwined with each other, so there's a conspiracy between motivation, and this shows up in the you know, right. There are some people there who are who are certainly there to find out where did we come from, how did we get here, and there are other people that are there to be like, well, let's money off this. Lots of that. I mean, it's funny because um, we both think the movie's so horrible, but we're not <laughs> we're not jumping into the spoiler really saying right. a lot that's bad about it. But but since you brought that up, it is funny that I I think a lot of that angle of the movie. It's almost like that never happens because it's so straightforwardly spelled out. Yeah. It's like you can you can talk about something so directly in a movie that it's like you didn't really talk about it. And, and and that is in relation to what you were bringing up right now, you know, the yeah. guy who they wake up, one guy's sitting there, "Hey, I'm biology or whatever." Right. And the other guy is just all, you know, doesn't want to Say anything, and then all of a sudden he says, "I'm here to make money," 
and that's it, not to make friends or whatever. Boom, next scene. And it's like we've so we've talked about their different motivations for being here, except that we didn't actually. It, yeah. it, it's like that didn't happen. Well, it assumes again that you're familiar enough with like some of the other films, especially the second one, which is you know you have a bunch of space marines that are there to either rescue a bunch of colonists from their virginity, right. one of the characters says, or it's another bug hunt. You know, and you've got some roaches that won't leave you alone, and you've got to save some scientists from another, you know, roach infestation. But there is there is certainly something else, too, which is the precursor, um, which is funny about the movie. It's not funny, haha. It's curious about it in Prometheus, because it's like looking at Frankenstein, which was also called the modern Prometheus, or the tale of Prometheus itself, which is... You know, humans always want answers, but there are times when they're not ready to... Which they talk about. Which they do talk about to some extent. It's very poorly done, in my opinion, but they certainly do talk about it. Um, You know, you want answers to your questions, but you may not be really able to handle the answer to your question. Or maybe if, in fact, what you get, like this movie, too much, if it answers your questions with questions. It never gives... And that's, again, what you were saying, which is... it's. Right. Well, it it often doesn't even say anything, which I think is really weird, too, because you would expect, you know, you've got Lindelof, and as we talked about, you know, I mean, it's lost all over again with yeah. the, let's just say something weird right. and see what could follow from that, and maybe nothing will follow from that. But we'll do that too anyway. Right, right. I mean, if, if we yeah. don't get anything, then that's what we'll do. Yeah, it, it's like there's a lot of stuff in Lost, especially like fourth, fifth, and sixth season, trying to get through Lost, where no matter how many times they kept saying it was all going to make sense in the end, there were things that happened in like the fourth and fifth season that were like. There's no possible way for this to make sense. Yeah. Because the way what you've shown me already, I know it can't possibly make sense because whatever it is that you say that tries to explain it, I know it won't make sense. Right. Things already don't come together. And just because you say something right. and then say, see, look, it makes sense, that does not mean <laughs> that it makes sense. Yeah. And I think that I think this movie has that. As soon as we, we're getting really towards the end, but when we get the closer we get to the end and we get to the aliens that they call the engineers in the movie, which we find out we somehow come from. Right. And they say it in the movie over and over again that they created us or that they made us. I guess that's kind of just what they're thinking as they're trying to get to them. But then they find out that they have human DNA or DNA similar enough Our to human, DNA matches theirs whatever, whatever it is that they find out that doesn't mean they created us. Uh, it, there's probably, you know, really strong evidence that they are the reason that we are on earth or something, but I don't know that they get to anything well, about creating us. Yeah. And then, so they don't say anything about it really. All they do is look at the thing that says the human DNA matches. Well, and they say they are us. We are them. Right. It was a moment where they... And, well, and so they, they're they like, hooray. I mean, it's kind of like they they just expect you to know what they're going to say. 
But that's not what they've been talking about the whole time. And yet, like, they're giving it as the answer and going, so see what I mean? (laughs) You're like, no, I don't see what you mean. I don't see how. But um, anyway, the – it, when we actually get to the guy who wakes up, I mean, this is like way, way the end, which is kind of weird because the the end is so weirdly quick and nonsensical. When we wake the guy up and, you know I mean, like talk about spoiling things. So we find the engineer, we wake him up, and then he just starts killing everyone. Yep. And this is very much, you know, uh, Star Trek V, too, actually, because they find God. It turns out that he's not God. He's some alien who wants to destroy everyone or something like that with the, um, as I mentioned to Shane earlier, the kind of famous Star Trek line of Kirk, which is, why does God need a starship, right? Right. Uh, because so now if they don't stop him, he's going to kill everyone and everything. And, and actually, I... I'm a little blank on the exact uh, bad guy, alien, god thing from that movie. But I know that um, Spock's half-brother, you know, has to to stay and sacrifice himself in order to make sure that he can't get off the planet, just like in this movie. They end up having to sacrifice themselves because they know he's going to Earth and that he's going there to destroy it by very bizarre means that don't necessarily make any sense either. Uh, because in this movie, what what I guess we get, and I mean, I think we kind of touched on this, but, you know, correct me if, if I'm wrong, there's some really weird goo that if given the right circumstances, or, you know, maybe, I don't know, if it gets close enough to humans or who knows what happens will evolve itself into these weird tentacle things that will kill all people. And so the plan now is that uh, these engineers who brought us to Earth, I guess, and gave us Earth and we were doing whatever we were doing, at one point they were good with that, came another point they were bad with that, and then now they're going to kill us. And uh, what they're going to do is release these little vases full of goo onto the earth so that these things can come out and kill everyone, which it just really seems to me that they've got a better way of doing that. Yeah. If they wa- if they decided they were going to kill all humans who they made and put there and have sufficient technology – which is another thing that I think is funny because, you know, when you're trying to make a movie and you want to have really advanced alien creatures who could technically make us, yeah. then the way to explain that these people are super advanced is for them to have control panels that have jillions of buttons that are indistinguishable from each other <laughs> that do everything. I mean – Surely they would just have no buttons, wouldn't they? If just they were that, advanced, if they were that advanced, I don't know. Anyway, and you know the if the more advanced your technology is, the more buttons you have to touch all the time. Instead of, of like, I know there's a lot of things, but I mean, uh, for us, hasn't it hasn't it so far been that you know the more technology, you know, the less buttons you have to push all the time? Right. I mean, it's not like 
you know, when computers were a whole room, right. whatever. I don't know. I just think it's I just think it's weird that it seems like whenever you see a, a sufficiently advanced alien culture that is so far beyond us that we can't even really comprehend what they're doing. Just miles of buttons everywhere that all look exactly the same. They don't need to have any writing on the buttons either. No. It's all got to do with like sound waves and right. who knows what. And yet, when we open this thing up, it's like he might as well be like a silverback gorilla, right? I right. mean, he's there's no there's no intelligence going on in the guy who just starts flailing wildly, yeah. killing everything and. Anyway, well, uh, look, okay. Here, here's here's the thing. The movie has one huge problem for me, and that is Damon Lindelof. This is not a big grudge. It's just a, a pattern that I've seen in his work. I was a huge fan of Lost. I think the only thing better than the first season of Lost, as I was telling you, was the second season of Lost. And then from that point, it just started the momentum of their crazy, like let's just throw polar bears. Smoke monsters not explain anything. It, it took away from things. But by the time it got to the end of the series, whether you liked it, you you couldn't argue that they could just continually ask things that they weren't planning on explaining. Right. And Damon Lindelhoff, Lindelhoff, uh, and um, he was a big artist stuff, you know. And it's no surprise when it comes to this film that he was the last screenwriter to touch um, the process is just all over the place with what he thinks are interesting things. He's got a lot of religious motifs um, working from Christianity to Greek mythology, and he touches on them trying to draw them all together and to try to show that there's a common theme the audience is interested in that. This is something that I am interested in. So I found that part of the film at least a little bit engaging. It was frustrating because he's so clumsy and so heavy-handed with all the things he tries to deliver. The easiest right. example of this isn't the the cliff note cliff note version, like the even goofier version of the cliff note would be of what Prometheus really is in the movie, but that there is a a virgin birth that happens to one of the main characters on Christmas Day in the film. And you cannot get more ridiculously foolish <clears throat> right clumsily, heavy-handed in your delivery of a Christian motif than to do it like this. Right. And he thinks, in my opinion, he thinks he's being clever and, and coy. And, and saying enough, something interesting. Right, and just enough of a twist on something so that the audience will get it, rather than to appear to an audience who seems to know and understand more than he thinks, pandering and condescending and rude. Like, it's, it, it's intellectually and foolish. And and here, here's the other thing too that I want to uh, throw in on that scene because that's the scene that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. That uh, I almost started, laughing, I almost right. started laughing because uh, what happens is she finds out she's pregnant and things are progressing hugely fast because she could only have been pregnant for like ten hours right. and yet she's like three months three, pregnant. Three months along. Three months right. pregnant. Right. Now we have we have David who we haven't really talked about who's the robot. Yeah, or Android, Android or whatever, right. whatever it is, um, who's kind of you know knows all the secret plans of right. of what this mission is going to be, and is you know working for the the guy who who tells the crew that he's dead, but isn't really dead. He's secretly in his own stasis, whatever. 
And uh, David finds out that she's pregnant, right? David's all about that idea. Let's put her in stasis, just like, just like from uh, aliens, like, like you were talking about. Let, let's put her in stasis and get her back to Earth, and then we'll have, you know, for whatever reason we want that, but, but it's interesting to want it. So she wants it out. She goes to the automatic surgery machine uh-huh. and orders up some, you know, get the get, get the fetus out of her, which does not work because it's only programmed for this was my for men, yeah. which is really really stupid. But kind of would slip by most people. I think maybe you're watching the movie, you'd go, well, whatever, fine. It's only programmed for men, yeah. but it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. It's kind of, it's, it's the kind of thing. I mean, I can see where that is infuriate, infuriating, but I, I can also see where that would slip, just slip by a lot of people. Yeah. People aren't going to pay that much attention. Just like when I said that they're carbon dating this thing <laughs> and going, it's this old, yeah. then there's no way you can carbon date something when you have no idea what the amount of carbon might be in it but when you put it. Had a lot of buttons on it. But it did. It was very shiny yeah. and it stuck in there and it set an age and whatever. Just, yeah. But it doesn't, it, it, it like can't mean anything. And here's the other thing that, you know, just in case you thought that maybe that could work and it could mean something, it actually turns out that she stuck her thing into a helmet, not even to the guy's head, because we only found out later that it was a head and a helmet. Right. So what is she carbon dating? <laughs> I mean, what's that helmet made out of that she's getting like the car- – you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know. So that was just a stupid part, but like people will let that go for sure. And I feel like the whole male-female thing, you know, probably people will just let that go. But it is really goofy. But um, it, in any event, she gets into this machine to have the operation cut it out of her. She finally self-programmed some sort of remove foreign body, right. whatever. And so it pulls this thing out of her, and, and boom, it comes alive. And she, now she's got to try and get herself out of it. And she's trying to, you know, she's like, she's just scooching herself down while this thing is flailing all yeah. over. And there, you know, there's a point where it just becomes like, a goofy thing in a haunted house you're looking at. You're trying I mean, to walk. You're trying to walk past. It's the equivalent of any horror slasher film where the the killer is down and the only way out is over them, and you have to right. creepily walk past them, and you know at any moment they're going to come back alive and grab your ankle. Right. You know she is doing the equivalent of this. She's got to slide under this tentacled baby thing, which is to flail and flare, and right. to do it is supposed to be tense, and it's not. It's it's, it is, it's really so not tense that it's yeah. it's very weird. I will say though, like um, you know, through no fault of um, Numi, I don't know how to say her last oh, name. Oh yeah, Numi Rapace. Or, I think it's Rapace. Uh, through no fault, she gave like uh, her best effort at that. I think yeah, <laughs> she she, just, she was know, there's, there's she was really trying to problem. be really scary. There's not really a problem with the cast. All the way through, there wasn't like any person where I was like, "Yeah, man, please be the first to go." Like it just—it's it, not a cast problem. It's not. Uh, I mean, we talk, we joke about how we're not going to on this podcast and wax about all the cinematography and things. Right. The fact is, the film looks very interesting. It's a little bizarre in places like right. I talked about right. as we left, but 
it's it's a great looking movie. There's a lot of people in there that you'll recognize if you don't know their names. Charlize Theron is again in another movie the last two weeks, and she's basically trying to be because she looks she looks a little crazy. Yeah, that that. <laughs> but I mean, there were there were fun things going on with the film. Um, after you think about what's happening, but if you think about too much about what's happening, you just get frustrated because of all that they have told you. Right. You really have to. You but really it's not have to problem. almost it's not, not a director problem. Almost not pay attention. It's, it's. I mean, for me, and I do have an issue with this guy's talent. I think he's. I, I told Mark when we were walking in, this guy has an incredible talent, but it's not in what he's choosing to do right now in Hollywood. He's got a talent to get meetings with people in suits and produce ideas that excite them and that they'll put money behind. Right. His talent is in talent. And, and because he's got lost, right. Right. And, he's and built that, up a resume now to facilitate his foot in the door and uh, say, hey, Damon Lindelhoff has an idea, um, and it's going to be really cool. Let's hear him out. And you're like, yeah, the guy made I, a lot of money for ABC. Let's get him in Right. Here. And I think, I think you're exactly, I, I think you're exactly right when you say his, his talent is not in telling stories because I think actually, I mean, a lot of people will disagree. Maybe you won't be one of them, but a lot of people will disagree. But I think he's like really crap at telling stories. He's horrible. He's he can't. He can't tell a story for anything. What he can do, though, what his talent is, is saying something that gets you to tune in next week. Well, it'll put something together that will get people to want to watch the next episode of Lost. But it never actually gets to the point where it's telling any story about anything. It's right. just one next step of here's a weird thing. Better tune in next week to see what happens with that. Then nothing ever happens right. with it. And now you're trying to do that in a movie because that's yeah. really kind of what happens in this whole movie. It's like here's some screwy thing. I don't know why it's there. There's no reasoning behind what's going on. But look, there's a weird thing. Let's find out what happens with right. that. And then nothing happens right. with it. Right. <laughs> like I said, he's, he's a great pitch man. He, he, and he can certainly deliver an idea, and his idea might be, you know, let's introduce this element and we'll figure it out later, right. or you know, we'll make another movie. And then we need, you know, um, one thing about horror movies, and we don't have a lot of time left. We may go over a little bit. I don't want to go over a, a whole long time on a movie that I hate necessarily, but... <laughs> Uh, if we're going to go over, I'd rather we go over because there are lots of really great things we want to say about how good right. something was. But the thing that's weird is for horror movies, like a lot of horror fans complain that horror movies are, are never the things that are going to win awards or be up for <laughs> awards. And a lot of that is because once you uh, – horror movies are designed especially for people who don't want to pay too much attention to everything that's going on. Right. Once you're like on the movie critic side of horror movies, they're still fun and you can still like them and everything. But like you were saying with this movie, where you know you feel like you see everything coming, yeah, you know how the construction of the thing works, so you know what's happening next, and then lo and behold, that's what happens next. No surprises. Then no. there's something about that that makes it very hard to recommend as yeah. like one of the best movies of the year or something, no yeah. matter no matter what it is. And that comes through in this movie in such weird ways, I think. Because there's we're talking about stuff parts which right. go wrong and are horrible, but then we want something to happen, and it's yeah. the we don't quite get it to the door before the storm – scene which is just 
hard to watch because it's so every other movie you've yep. ever seen, right? And then you've got the even the dissecting herself right. <laughs> in the machine part, which was stupid. And then you've got the you know two guys find the space alien little tentacle thing. And, like, start playing with it. And right. when that scene started happening, that guy was going, you know, look how pretty she is. Right. And stuff. I just wanted to go, really? Right. I mean, that's that's what we're going to do? I mean, that was like, you know, the 50s when that was interesting. Right. I mean, right. the, 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 little, the little weird, technically snaky-looking thing yeah. pops up for these guys who have repeatedly for like a half an hour been saying how terrified they are about being there and hey it looks like maybe there's a glitch but maybe it's a life form to the east well so then we're going west like they're not about knowing what anything is it's life could be algae that's popping up on the thing but they're still moving away from it they they have solidified themselves as like the most (laughs) scared people and then as soon as something Slithers around. They're in the room where we have no idea why suddenly black goo is trying to take over the whole room. And then this little tentacle thing comes up, and they're like, oh, hey, look at that. Cool. Yeah. Let's see what that is but for no, a long time. Piano game is like weird writing of things, which is he doesn't really explain how – there is no explanation about how the organism gets to be there. It's science fiction. It right. just happens. Right. Like, that's the explanation you get. It, it just happens. Right. Like – it's it's a frustrating film. It, it had a lot of potential to be something really interesting, and at times it wants to be 2001, you know, a space audience. Exactly, right. So, right. And other times it, it aspires to be for a guy who didn't want to go back to his greatest hits. You know, it thinks it could be Blade Runner, you know, and it doesn't even come anywhere near either of them. There was an interesting moment when Mark and I were leaving the theater, a woman I used to work with, walked by right. with her family and I asked her what she was going to see and we were out on the curb beating the <laughs> hell out of bashing, the right. and we got quiet and she walked by and she was very excited she said I'm going to see Prometheus I, I worked with this woman for years um, many years ago and I know her taste I had no problem recommending this film to her even though you look at right. me like googly eyes I mean, <laughs> just tell her to have a good right. time I know she's going to have a good well, time but, but I, 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 you didn't say, like, saying, oh, you're going to love it or no, anything. Said, oh, you just, have fun. Right. You know, but I know – I'm not going to anywhere because she might not like that, but it doesn't matter. You know, this is a friend of mine, and I know she's enjoying the film right now. Right. There's a lot of people out there I could say that are like this woman that I know love these kind of films, and I'd be like, you should probably go see it if you're up for seeing this right. film. But to your average person who wanted to go see something fun this weekend, again, I'd be like, hey, the Avengers is still playing. You know, don't right. bother with this. This is, this is massive a film. Right. Okay. Uh, we need to wrap up for the live portion uh, pretty quickly here. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, we're getting two different times. But uh, next week I'm actually not sure what we're going to do. So we will have so maybe to, on a hiatus. You'll you'll have to stay tuned for next week, right? There there will definitely be something at are you screening? I don't even know if the thing already ended maybe right oh, now sure. because okay. there's whole other times. But um, so generally, I think I think you're we're hearing be- something. I'm not because I'm on the deadline. That's right. Oh. Uh, I think we made our clear. Yeah. Oh, right now we got another one. So um, that. Really, I guess that's it. But yeah, we're gonna, we're going to stay on, I think, for just for maybe like a minute, 
But if you are live, then you have to go back to the podcast. But we will be back in two weeks, probably, but maybe something in a week. And uh, check us out at areyouscreening.com. So I don't know. I don't even know if that if that worked if that worked exactly right when you're on the other thing. So um, I think overall, maybe we're pretty clear. I feel like you know this is really weird because uh, as every week of this happens. I guess it just gets weirder and weirder just because of the movies that we see. But I feel like we had a lot, a lot of stuff that we hated about this movie. And yet, you know, it sort of felt felt like we were just kind of babbling. Here's the funny thing about what um, works good for you and me and what works good for this kind of thing anyway, which is if you get people together that like film, you know, it's fun to talk about. It's just as interesting to me, maybe not as fun, because you have to endure a bad movie. And that's right, right. But you you have a fun time talking about movies. Now I I can talk about stories, movies, TV, books. I can do these things. You know, to I'm blue in the face. I enjoy it that much. It's not surprising we have as much fun railing on things as we do praising them. Right. You know, it's kind of it's not surprising. But what I mean is, I just I don't know. It, it just all seemed to happen so fast. And I don't really know what we got to. This would be an interesting one to listen back to. Because I, I, I mean, I just we didn't, cover I, I, we didn't yeah, we didn't we, we didn't get we, to we all were, the things that we were, were really yeah, you're right that, that were horrible about it because it, maybe it's just that we who cares we didn't care <laughs> I mean it was like if we <laughs> well, don't get I to actually, something I, I can't wait to go home and write about it a bit um, you know maybe tonight when I get a chance because there are a few things in the film that I thought worked. It wasn't all one big bitch fest on Damon Lindelhoff. The guy's got a few, you know, capable things, and things in Ridley Scott's hands should be professional. The guy's right. a stuck when it comes to making films. I, I, I think most that, of the things that I liked about the film didn't have anything to do with the religion hammer they were trying to pound me over the head with. It was other things that were going on. And the sad thing is, they're just too few and far between. Right. And I, I just think ultimately nothing makes any sense. And I, I, what I think is weird about uh, Lindelof and um, maybe everyone else who's involved with Lost because you know they make no apologies for the way that Lost ended right. despite the fact that they kept telling everyone for two years that it was all going to make sense in the end Yeah, and it does not at all all no. make sense in the end it, it totally doesn't make sense in the end but what is interesting with this movie is that I think that um there are things that you can talk about, like happen in Lost, where you can kind of ask a strange question or look at something in a strange way, which was kind of all of what the first two seasons were about in Lost. And if you analyze, if you get something that is like the first two seasons of Lost and look at it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, none of it makes any sense. It's like an interesting progression of stuff that happens, and we're trying to make connections, and we're you know kind of throwing things out, and well, now over on the other island, and then these people are in charge of this, and, and everyone's thrown into it because of the plane crash and trying to make sense of it, Right. but none of it makes sense. And that's what's good about it, is that you're asking a lot of questions, you're throwing weird things out, none of it makes sense. And at some point, Lindelof has taken that to mean 
saying things that don't make sense is a good thing. Right. <laughs> or, right. You know? Right. He, and he and it's, it, the lightning in the ball. It, it's like that's all he does now is try and go, what can we what can we have happen next that won't really make any sense? And and then go, see? Polar bear. Genius. I right. mean, right. right. Polar bear in the woods, you know, on a tropical right. island or no, I mean the guy the guy I've said it, you know, I, I've said all about it. Just he's right. he's a frustrating person because he happens to um promise, you know, what you're gonna see. He, he's a right. you know he's a pitchman. He's the guy outside the ten cent tent who says there's a free headed snake inside, and there is and we'll get your money. Inside, but once you've given him your quarter, you realize it doesn't it's matter. Snake, right. But it's got two fake things sewn onto it, or right. you know, just for some reason I was going to say stapled onto it, and that brings me back to thinking about how lazy he is. You know about things. It, it's a funny moment that the movie had, which was a very important moment for both of us, just in different ways. This medical scene. Right, where she gets and the, she and she gets stapled. Right, there's there's this there's the you know to set it up in a way we didn't in the in the podcast is technology is certainly advanced. This is about 100 130 years in the future, and um, all of these ships, if they're if they're fancy enough or if they're expensive enough, have a self-contained surgical unit where if you have anything because there may not be a medical around. Right, because there's only there's only 17 people on the crew. Right, so. right. It's a very small crew. You can get in, you can have the machine do all the work for you and diagnose you and treat you. And it has the gamut of all kinds of things. The irony that I told Mark is that, you know, this awesome advance in medical science, you have to have a pod females and males, apparently. Right, some, right. somehow this one... There's a, there's a missing gigabyte this, somewhere. This one is wholly female is right. different than male. But anyway... Which is insane. She gets in, and she has this this uh, creature taken out of her abdomen, convincing the machine that she's a male, and she has uh, an alien... Um, that she has a foreign body in her, and, which is fun, but she really does right. have a foreign body in her. And it takes her out... Uh, takes it out after after the incision, and she's squealing after she shooting herself with what I thought were painkillers, but right. none of them seemed to work. Right. And it's a very barbaric surgery. Like, yeah. there's a laser, it cuts her, and then it stretches her, and then it staples her. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know what, if I tore my arm to shreds on the way home, I could probably get 15 or 20 staples. But 100 years from now in the future, I'm kind of hoping... <laughs> on my spaceship. ...for something, you know, medical. Well, and I mean, see, it's just these funny, weird things that are... That are distracting, and then when they add up, you realize the merits outweigh the merits, and you're just kind of like, there, what am I watching? There is an overall craziness, which for me was a much bigger distraction, and apparently in several ways for you, yeah. than it probably will be to like the general God. populace, right? right? But for me, and you know, I, I hopefully, if you tune into our podcast, it's not because you go, I hate that idiot and all his views, but um, for me was really distracting. Sometimes those sorts of things are not that distracting. You know, you watch like 1960s Star Trek and go, well, we're on a spaceship, but this or whatever. And then, you know, then you're, you're almost kind of being silly because you're taking the show way more seriously than it's taking itself or something. Right. But a lot of times these space things, you know, I'm not. I know there are certain people that it's like there are certain people who are firemen who can't watch any movies about right. fires or explosions or anything because they go, Ugh, that yep. doesn't really blow up like that or something, right? Or like there are explosions in space, and you go, right. um, no, there yeah, aren't. No, there really aren't. <laughs> but in space. but um, 
this one had a lot of really weird things like that. Yeah. And what I thought was kind of funny about it was like, you know, even in like old Star Trek movies and Star Trek Next Generation or something, they were smart enough to just have this little laser pointer thing right. that like sewed you back up right. and they just ran it across your skin know. and you they just were know. sewed they up. They knew that they didn't know and they just but, made it a bit, yeah. But here it's like, it's like he's trying to do something with the fact that she gets stapled up. Like, because it comes across as a very barbaric surgery Mm -hmm. and like, that's what we're trying to do because then that's scary and whatever. But it's just so weird. I just wish you would be in that situation. Yeah. I just wish wish that he or anyone, and I'm railing on him because he's the guy of the week. I wish he would pay attention. He wants the details to be very specific where it doesn't matter. Right. We could have easily had what you just said, a, a friggin' bar that just went over it, and you realize, like, she's sore, but medically there's some hocus-pocus here. Right. Put the attentiveness to that detail in the rest of the story, especially the major arc for, you know, the tale you're right. trying to... I mean, don't just assume that, oh, it's science fiction, it, this is what happens. Or, right. And when you have time to kill people at the end because you have loose ends, try to make somebody a little smarter that just runs in the direction the big tree is hauling. Right. Like, instead of realizing this big column is about to fall uh, well, right. very slowly, how about just running to the left or to the right? Well, it, 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 like, it's, it's really funny. Clumsy, it, clumsy, right? It's really funny that there are there are certain things about this movie where you really kind of start to wonder if maybe they're just not joking. I you you know what serious. I mean? Because, I they meant, you know, I took it very seriously for them. Because it... Well, no, it it definitely comes across very serious, but there are things like there are things like that. Like at what point in the history of filming things happen uh-huh. does someone get to just step to the side of the tree right. falling over, right? Right. Not even here when it's like the mile high thing yeah. or whatever, right? Which the other thing that's kind of weird is, you know, that's just sort of a physics thing, right? Like right. The thing falls and it's a spaceship, right? And it doesn't take nearly as long to fall as it should, actually, which is, I, I think, kind of weird. Yeah. Even like, you know, there just aren't enough. I mean, we're in Maine, right? <laughs> and so maybe someone has seen a tree fall. Right. But, you know, when you have a super tall tree and it falls over, if you can't get out of you're the way of that, you're yeah. drunk. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> You it are, doesn't like go wham it fell right, over right? right but and this is like a you know 50 times bigger thing i don't yeah. know and then there's like eight different times that they have to get yeah. out of the way of it and yeah. then that like keeps happening like we keep said the last couple of weeks it seems like we just the last couple of weeks it seems like all we come back to is that stuff that keeps happening over yeah. and over and that was an example of that but you have something like that in the movie where we're supposed to be like really nervous about like something falling when it's comical yeah. almost. And then we have, you know, the guys with the tentacle and that becomes comical yeah. and the whole surgery scene becomes comical. And at some point I kind of go, but like, are they serious? Right. Yeah. They- you, wish, you wish you could excuse their ineffective, you know, talent in telling the story by saying it's supposed to be a parody. You know, the simple I almost wish thing. it was. Oh, it I, would wish be. It were, I wish it was, too. But the sobering thing is it's not. They they think this is the way it should have been told, and they had a lot right. of time and money to do it, and it's right. and, not good. And you know what it is. I mean, in the as we are going to end soon here, right? Um, 
to wrap things up, we're talking about a lot of specific points, I think only because it's fun for us to talk about them and not because that should be taken as what the problem is with the movie because the right. problem is bigger, overall bigger the that. big picture. Yeah. And it's not just a little bad. No, it's it's, it's really bad. bad. Right. Uh, the the plot just does not come together. And it's not because if they would have fixed this scene and the guys ran away from the tentacles but got caught anyway and got killed, now suddenly the movie is right. it any measure better at all. It, right. wouldn't, it wouldn't have made any difference yeah. at, at all. And um, the other thing that I wanted to make sure that we get out, I may not actually even remember. Uh, there were going to be like two things. Well, you did the you did the Rotten Tomatoes, right? And you did the article, right? I don't know. Maybe uh, I've lost it. I don't know. Uh, I, right. I, there was something else that I was going to say about how horrible the movie is, but maybe <laughs> one more reason. Maybe there maybe there were enough. Um, I just I didn't want it. It just seemed like we'd been talking about some things that actually are, I mean, admittedly, for me anyway, are kind of nitpicky things that are, you know, won't necessarily bother everybody, but they don't yeah. actually have anything to do with where well, the badness of the movie know, comes I from. I know we're, we're going to end, and I know that, but here's here's the one thing. Like, a horror film exists to do a certain thing for people. It's not a cerebral experience in, in the thought-provoking way. It's a emotional experience. You love being right. scared, that adrenaline force. There are a huge number of people out there that love something like this, that just, that, you know, in the main, in some way, because it was ridiculously popular, but still did this kind of thing to a much better extent. Matrix is a way better right. film for me than this film is because it ties <clears> it up. But it certainly opened up the avenue for more questions. It didn't answer everything, and then it made you know that there was a sequel. And this certainly sets up for a sequel if the money comes in. Right. Is, there's no way around it. The ending has the sequel written all over it. Um, people like to feel this way. People like to have that, like, what did we just see? Oh, my God, that was so weird. Yeah. Like, they don't want to necessarily overthink it, um, not because they're dumb, but because they're just, it's part of the ticket ride. Right. You know, and for some people like us, that part of the ticket ride is a negative. You know, like, I can sometimes just enjoy the roller coaster ride. Yeah, I don't have to wonder why I had to go upside down three times. You know, but for other people, they really well, just like uh, that feeling of, I didn't understand any of it, but I thought it was really spooky, right. and, and it looked, you know, that's enough for well, people. Right. Well, okay. see, now, for me, uh, like, um, I actually did remember the other thing I was going to say, <laughs> and I'll forget it again. I, I would remind you. I'll forget it again by the time I get done with this. But, um, you know, the thing for me is that I'm okay with roller coaster ride movies. Don't pretend you're some other movie. Right. You know, if you can if you can roller coaster your way through it, don't pretend you know that you're you've got these genius things to say, and you're right. you know don't don't come off with half of the movie being kind of Solaris in the scope of what you're doing, right. and then and then go well, but it's just roller coaster, so don't pay any attention yeah. to that, and that doesn't matter. Um, the one the last thing that I was going to say is you were talking about. Uh, enjoying talking about the movie. Right. And there being sort of some kind of positive about that it at least has things things that you can talk about it. And for me I feel like there's kind of a truth to that and it's it's kinda cool. You know, some movies it's it's like at least you 
get to leave and spend you know an hour talking on your podcast about things that the movie makes you think about like if it had said anything interesting about religion then we could at least talk right. about those things but right. it, but it didn't really but you know this movie i think is sort of like instead of being one of those movies where you try to get some measure of value out of it by saying you know the movie was stupid but here are these things that I was talking about. You know, this movie is like that really you know, annoying guy at a party who, you know, read like philosophy for dummies. And like, like in the case of The Matrix, you know, he's talking right. about like brain and vats problem from philosophy at this party like he's a genius saying right. it all wrong, and later you get to leave, and you start talking about the brain and bats problem, and you go, at least he was talking about something interesting. Right. But I just feel like it's not even really that in this movie, because he's yeah. not really talking about, <laughs> he's well, not really talking about what he's mentioning. Well, we a lot about you know, what was wrong with it. You know, there's, a, there's a big, fun, running um, motif of things like there's... Um, Prometheus, the, the female characters in all the franchises, you know, films, or anyone had a chestburster or an alien come out of them. Um, um, even even the allegory that that they wanted to put in this film about Jesus, they all have very interesting things in common. You know, it is the sacrifice. Um, it's the sacrifice of life. It's the it's the appendage. Um, you're always open from the side, like at a uh, basically. That, not a episiomony, an appendectomy. That would have been a horrible scene. Um, But there are these things, like the story of Prometheus is he angered Zeus, he got tied to a rock, and he always had an eagle, which was Zeus's avatar, come down and eat of his side every day, and his organs would heal, and it would repeat over and over for the rest of time. That was his punishment. All the aliens, they're always bursting out of your chest, out of your your body cavities. You know, these these are interesting, fun things, that are, are, to me, you know, that would have been a fun way to take if there right. hadn't been so many annoying negative things from the plot structure to the character right. but development. It, it, to at, the at, some point, to, at some point, I think it's almost like, you know, the things that you're finding interesting about the movie are not even actually in the movie. They're just, you know, things that the movie makes you think of that well, are interesting. They're not really in the movie. Yeah, this is what we said, again, when we walked out, I, you know, all the cinematography that's great and all the metaphors and all the things that I can extrapolate from it don't make the movie good. It just means there's something to talk about. Right. Um, all right. Uh, seriously, that ought to be enough. I, I don't even absolutely know for sure if it's still recording. I think it is. It always is. We'll pretend that it is, but um, I think that's uh, – no, I don't think my rating has changed at all. No. Uh, by the time I'm done, it's probably going to be – I'm not a one. It's probably going to be a half. I might might be to a half. I've talked myself into a one. Yeah. Not a one and a half as I thought. I just, the more more I thought about the instant reaction of having it, you know, I'm at a one. Skip it. So uh, we would not recommend that you see this movie. Uh, apart from our Even certain qualifications, <laughs> yeah. apart from our certain qualifications of yeah. yeah. Now, see, if I knew you personally, then I would right. know. If there, were, if if I knew a person specifically, but you can in, always in write general in to recommend tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll start <laughs> telling you whether or not you should see these directly. Right. Okay, so uh, like we said before, uh, not sure what's going to happen next week yet. 
um, we might be like seeing rock of rock of ages. Yeah. We might even have to end up doing something else where, uh, you know, maybe we'd get some screener thing yeah. that we can watch or something like that, just because of strange timing issues that are going to happen yeah. next week. Um, and then the week after that, I think is, uh, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. which it's Abraham Lincoln. God, that better be good. It's Abraham Lincoln and Brave in the same yeah. week, and That's I'm rough. I'm I'm okay with not doing Brave here though, yeah. because um, I don't know. I feel like that's simple enough. Right. I, I I don't know. Abraham it's like you, you practically could recommend that right now anyway without guess, even seeing it. I you guess know? it's the week after that's a, a little interest to me. You're right. Abraham Lincoln and Brave are the 22nd. And then on the 29th, there's Magic Mike with Matthew McConaughey and Channing Tatum as male strippers. Or Ted, the Mark Wahlberg crazy adult oh, animated, God. animated talking bear. I think Ted looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Medea's witness protection. Oh, Tyler no. Perry. I'm, no, I'm opposed to Tyler Perry, really. I think we'd have fun seeing Ted, but if you want to see Magic Mike, uh, I don't I'll really want to see Magic. I think we might have to see Ted. I think Ted I, is going to be a I, lot. I, of fun. I don't know if I can do Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to. I, I still. That's a, that's a movie that's the exact opposite of this movie because I've seen like a million trailers of that movie and I still have no idea I saw what it's one about. Last night. I did to it, It's about a person. guy who's a stripper. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's no. like all the storyline that I've gotten out of it. So. Okay, so right. we we will yeah we'll have to kind of play it by ear for the right. following week. But thanks very much for tuning in, thanks, guys. and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.